Hello, and welcome to the Mentor of Life podcast by Dr. Shala Izzokoli. I am Dr. Shala Izzokoli, your life makeover mentor. With untraditional solutions to age-old problems, I help you create what you want in life, health, and relationships. Yes, you can have it all. Today, I'm going to be talking about your calling is calling, how to discover your purpose, how to discover your purpose. Your calling is calling. So how do you know your purpose? How do you know your calling? A lot of people say to me, oh, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my calling is. Now, I follow Michael Hyatt and you can find him at michaelhyatt.com. And I listened to one of his podcasts, which literally revolutionized my thinking with regards to purpose. Now, I'm grateful that I have been walking in my purpose and have been able to walk in my purpose. But Michael, Michael Hyatt's method, I would say, of discovering your purpose really breaks it down into something you can actually do as opposed to, well, you know, um, my purpose is something that I'm going to have to just wait for it to fall on me. And oh my goodness, I might get it wrong. And if I get it wrong, the world is never going to be blessed, etc., etc. No, it's not like that. It's really quite simple. Okay. Now, um, I'm going to be using the words purpose and calling interchangeably, okay? And the word calling comes from the Latin word vocare, from where we get the word vocation. Now, for me, my calling is to help people live their purpose, right, without sacrificing health and harmony. Live their purpose, you know, live your purpose, enjoy your life, get your money, have a great family, great relationships, because like I always say, yes, you can have it all. Don't don't listen to people that say you can't have it all. Um, you actually can. Okay, so going forward, Um, The thing is, nobody can tell you for certain, can sit you down and say, okay, you, Mr. Mr. Smith, what's your calling? Or you, uh, Ms. Ajayi, uh, this is your calling, etc. No one can actually tell you what your calling is. It's something that is discovered. It's self-discovered, right? It's, you know, you may need to take some time, be alone by yourself, pray, meditate, etc. Okay. But here's the thing about your calling. It's something that has something of a, it, it, it feels like it comes from the outside and calls to something on the inside of you. Now, let me give you two examples from my own life. When I lived in England, I was, uh, I was, a, I did medical school in Nigeria and I moved to England to practice. Now, after a long time, I finally found a job as a doctor, of course. And um, shortly before, not long before I actually started working, somebody came to our church to speak. And um, her name is Christine Kane, actually. As she stepped on that stage and started speaking, it was as though something hit me up over the side of my head like whoa and I thought to myself I can do this this is me this is what I this is who I want to be but then of course the voice of reason like yeah okay you just got a doctor job how are you how are you going to be a speaker come on forget about that a few weeks later I met someone, so it was so again, it was, this happened in church, right? Somebody, a, a church member, we just, we just got talking, etc. And he said, and he, I asked him what he did. And he said he was a life coach. And 
I didn't know what a life coach was. I'd never heard the phrase before. And I said, what is a life coach? What does that mean? What do life coaches do? And he started to explain to me what a life coach was. And I was like, oh, this is so me. This is so me. This is really what I want to do. This, this called to something inside of me that I could not ignore. But guess what I did? I ignored it in the busyness of life and the survival mode that I'd gotten myself into. Oh, I need to hustle, look for a job so I can pass these exams, so I can go to America, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Anyway, fast forward to today and here's exactly what I'm doing, right? <laughs> so your calling is something that has a sort of external, it feels like it comes from outside, but calls to something deep inside of you that you cannot ignore. It's something that, you know, you could keep circling back to again and again and again, right? And it, ha it, it has an appeal, okay? So, you know, you hear people talk about how oh, they never wanted to do this, but all of a sudden they found themselves and, you know, they make it sound as if they're calling with some kind of horrible burden. Well, I don't want to do this, but and it's like, well, you know, you're either not telling the truth, you actually do want to do this, or what you're pursuing is not your calling. Because your calling has a want to attached to it that you can't ignore. It's going to be something you want to do, you know, that you won't be able to ignore. Okay. So another thing about your calling is that it will benefit the people around you. It will benefit you. It will benefit the world. It will benefit, you know, the people around you as well. You know, it, it, will, it will be, I would say, I would put it this way. It will be hard to hide that light under a bushel. Okay. So. Here goes. Now, what are the practical, what's the practical side that I was talking about with regards to, you know, what I learned from Michael Hyatt? Your calling can be found at the intersection of these three things, passion, competency, and value. Okay. Now they don't stand alone. So it's not everything you're passionate about. That's your calling. It's not everything you're good at. That's your calling. And it's not everything that has value or people will pay for that has to be a calling for you. It's like a bar stool, right? It has three, a bar stool, the old fashioned bar stools. They have three legs and without, they need all three legs to stand, right? Good. So without all three legs, you don't have a reliable bar stool. Okay. So number one, passion. What did you like to do when you were a child before realism and reality and reasonability set in? A lot of times, the things that we're naturally drawn to as children are the keys to our passion. What are you naturally drawn to? When I was five years old, I had a book, a journal full of songs that I had composed and written. So I've always been a writer songs and poems. Um, what kind of books do you find yourself reading over and over and over again? What blogs do you follow? What excites you? And there's this age old cliche question that coaches like to ask, but it's actually relevant. If money was no object, what would you do? So sit down and imagine a world where you had, I don't know, a room where, aha, there you go. You had a room with never ending money. So you could just go in that room and get whatever money you needed for whatever you wanted, right? What would you be doing with your life if money was no object? These are the keys to your passion. And some of these things, you're already doing them. Maybe you're doing them as a sort of side hustle. Maybe you do them, you know, um, 
uh, 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 charity work, or maybe you're lucky enough that they permeate your life. Like I know somebody who is a school teacher and she also teaches ch uh, children uh, in her in her church and she also babysits. So, you know, this is someone whose passion is, you know, you can see it's evident in her life, right? But as for me, I will write, I will talk, I will, I have a passion for writing and speaking and not just speaking, not just talking empty words, but actually informing people. I remember a few years ago, people talk, were talking about how Nancy Pelosi, who is the speaker of the house in the US, she spoke for nine hours. And people were like, oh my God, she spoke for nine hours. I was like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I see absolutely nothing strange in talking for nine hours. I, I've, I think I've probably talked for five hours, four or five hours. Yeah, five, I think it's probably so far, but I could easily talk for nine hours with no problem. And in fact, after the nine hours, I'll be looking for somebody else to talk to, but that is me. You may not have a passion for speaking. Your passion may be something else. Sit down and discover it because like I said, nobody can tell you what your calling is. Number two, after passion, competency. What are you good at? Where are your natural talents? Or learn things that you've acquired skills in over time. Okay, maybe you're good at math. Maybe you're good at organizing. Maybe time management is your thing. Maybe you're good at writing. Maybe you're good at coming up with business plans. Whatever it is, it, you know, that you're calling, it has to be something you are good at or you can, I would say, easily get good at. Okay? Um, like for me, I could get, a, I'm sure I could get good at accounting and numbers, but believe me, that is not my thing. Okay. I never failed math. I was good enough at math, but you know, there are some people who get so, I see, I have a friend, she gets so excited about numbers. I mean, she will be driving and she will be adding up the numbers on the license plates of the cars in front of her. That is how much she loves numbers competency and passion right there. Me, eh, I, I, I do numbers to survive, right? Okay, because of course, as a business owner, I have to keep up with the numbers, but numbers is not really my competency. I'm more competent with creating content, writing, speaking, you know, coming up with, actually coming up with business plans is something that I'm very, very good at also. So competency is number two. Number three, value, value. What do people need? Now, Michael Hyatt put it this way. He said, what will people pay for? I say, what will people, what do people need? Because sometimes people need things they can't pay for, but guess what? If you're passionate and competent with something and something's really your calling, you will find people who will line up behind a cause. That's why we have all these charities because there are people who are lining up behind a cause to support something that they believe in, to help other people who even though it has value, those people can't pay for it, okay? So what has value? What do they need? What are they willing to pay for? So I'll use myself as an example. I'm passionate about speaking and writing, I'm good at it, and people pay me for it. People pay me to talk at their events, people pay me to come to their companies and talk, people, you know, I, I, I coach people, which is barely, which is basically speaking and listening and you know, that sort of thing. So people need it, it has value, right? Okay, so look at yourself, look at your life. What has value, what has competency, what are you passionate about, okay? Now, if you have passion with no competency and no value, you'll quickly fizzle out. So you could be passionate about something and you know not really be good at it, okay? So for example, 
Let me give you something that I personally am passionate about, but not, I would say, I'm okay at it, but not excellent. Singing. I love to sing, okay? I love to sing. I used to sing in choir when I was younger, from 11 till I was sort of, I think, through college, I used to sing. But I'm not, I'm not a Beyonce or an Adora or a Sinatch or, no, absolutely not, okay? So I like to sing, you know, so I'll sing in the shower, I'll sing at home, I'll sing to, you know, praise God and whatever, but I'm not planning to make a career out of singing because I have a passion for it, but eh, no real, no, not much competency and not much value. Another thing I have a passion for is songwriting, believe it or not, but I'm not spending my time doing that because I'm not, I'm, I'm not a genius songwriter. I'm just good at it and I'm passionate about it. I like it. So if I tried to pursue a singing career, I would fizzle out very quickly because people would be turning away from what may end up being, an, uh, I would say, a not excellent product, right? Okay. Another thing I love is stand-up comedy. I like being funny, but I can't be funny on cue. So I'm like, oh my goodness, I wish I could do this, you know? But you know, I'm realistic in telling myself that this is not where your competency lies, even though occasionally you can be funny, but you cannot be funny on cue. Passion, no competency. So if you have competency, right, and it's of no value to anyone, um, and you have, uh, yeah, if it's of no value to anyone, what you have, it's just a hobby, right? If, you know, if nobody wants it, then you just have a hobby, you can entertain yourself, and that's okay too, right? It's okay to have, it's okay, that's the thing, it's okay to just know, okay, this thing, I'm passionate about it, but it's not my calling. Like for me, I'm the singing, I'm passionate about it, but it's not my calling. I would like to sing, I like to sing, so I, you know, I will sing, you know, at home, and you know, I enjoy singing, and it's a good stress reliever anyway if you can sing, right? Now, if you have competency, and market value for and there's value for something but you have no passion you will burn out and you will get bored like well i'm good at this you know people will pay for it but i don't like it <laughs> and honestly there are many 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 people who are in that space today a lot of people who say things like i hate my job usually they have a job so clearly it has market value they have competency because they haven't been fired but they have no zero passion for it, for whatever it is they're doing. So you'll get bored, you'll get tired, you'll get burnt out, and you will blame the job, blame your boss, blame other people. But sometimes, yes, and sometimes those things are to blame, right? Sometimes the jobs are not the best or the boss is not, you know, and that's a different podcast or a different day. Um, you know, there are bad bosses out there, right? Just like they're bad employees, bad people, good people, bad people, they're bad bosses, we know that. But maybe it's just that your passion is either gone, maybe you used to have a passion for it, but it's just gone now, right? So, um, like me, as a doctor, I did get bored with the healthcare industry machine. <laughs> Even though I loved, I loved to practice, I loved my patients, interacting with my patients, taking care of them, you know, helping them bring the change in their lives. I always say, as an outpatient doctor, honestly, you're just really uh, a life coach because when people leave your office, you have to be able to empower them to, you know, live with better health, right? So, but you know, I got bored with the, with the machine, you know, the bureaucracy and all that, okay? And you know, um, so this is how you can have pa competency and value and you know, no passion. So now, 
there's one, one more thought that I'm going to leave you with, which is this. What if you feel you're called to many different things? What if you're multi-talented, right? Now, your talents may be for different times. I use Will Smith as an example. He started off as a rapper. You remember when he was 16 or 17? He rapped, his parents just don't understand, and he won, he, he, he basically got famous and rich off of that, right? Then he became a comedy actor, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Then he became a movie star, and now a real, and he started doing like real serious movies, remember the Men in Black? And now he's a movie director. So yeah, you can tell that um, I love Will Smith a lot. Um, I always have. <laughs> and I find, you know, I find his story very inspiring and, you know, and you know, he's also very good to look at. Hey, okay. So, but if, if Mr. Smith had sat back and said, well, I really want to be a movie director and not got involved with what was in front of him, we may never have heard of him today. So he, so he used his talent and he worked his way up, going from thing to thing as he built up to where he really wanted to go, okay? Now, you can work with each of these things to see which is the best fit for you. But a lot of times, it's not about just jumping off and rushing into things. I don't want passion about this and that. It's about sitting down and asking yourself, what am I good at? What do I have uh, competency with? And what will bring value to people? So, here it is. Um, remember, your calling is calling. Pick up the phone and answer. Passion, competency, and value are the keys to your calling. Thank you very much for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Mentor of Life podcast, your one-stop shop for innovative solutions in life, health, and relationships. My little piece of the internet is shalaezeokoli.com. That's S-H-O-L-A-E-Z-E-O-K-O-L-I.com. There you can find links to my social media pages, sign up to work with me, or invite me to speak at your corporation, conference, or other event. Thank you so very much for listening. Until next time, remember, yes, you can have it all.